Welcome to Let's Get Real Estate. We're your hosts, Marianne and Ellie, and we're creating a space to talk through some of the most important topics in life, career, parenthood, homeownership, community, and so much more. We'll have honest conversations with each other and with guests as we learn and grow alongside one another. We work at the number one real estate company in Jacksonville, but we're invested in our community beyond the transaction. We hope to be a resource to you in your real estate goals and as working women. Real women, real estate, real community, real life. Welcome back to the Let's Get Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Ellie, and our other host is Marianne. Hi, guys. Welcome back. We are so excited to have our guest in studio, Miss Chef Natasha. We are so glad she's here. Um, We know that 2020 was a very busy year for everyone with a lot of unexpected changes and really a necessity to adapt. So I know for us at Root, we changed our business practices, um, changed a lot about our lifestyles in general. And then there were a lot of things in 2020 that I feel like also changed our minds about the things that are going on in the world. Um, So we're always looking for strategies to help fit everything in, but also really ways that we can adapt and change. And I feel like the big word of this year was pivot. So we wanted to have Natasha in the studio to talk about what it's like to pivot in business, um, personally, and we just think she's the great um, voice on this subject. So first, the head honcho of Mixed Feelings (laughs) by Shop. (laughs) Tell us about yourself, Natasha. Hi. <laughs> Can everybody hear me? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so hi. I'm Chef Natasha, the owner and founder of Mixed Fillings Pie Shop. Woo! And um, I absolutely love baking pie. I found my love of baking pie in 2012. Um, right after I got out of culinary school, I started working at a bakery in Dallas called Breadwinners. And um, unfortunately, the position that I was hired for, which was cake decorator, um, I was not fully equipped to take on that position, mm-hmm. as so I thought I was. And so I was demoted to the pie department. <laughs> and there is where my superpower grew and my strength that. came. So, um, yeah, I've been doing pies since 2012 and um, found a love of like making comfort food for people and just like mixing filling together and uh, mixing my fillings with the fillings and so that's how we got mixed fillings and so anyway yeah so I'm just a girl that just loves baking and just kind of took a negative situation and turned it into something positive which is again like you know 2020s exactly I was gonna say I feel like your story in general is that of pivoting like you started with the job it didn't end up being the right thing. And then you found your major calling yeah. in the midst of it. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So tell us about you a little bit personally, married kids, uh, all the above. Okay. So I am a mom. Um, I've been married and divorced and I co-parent. Um, I am currently married to the love of my life, Curtis. Oh. And he is also the CFO of mixed fillings pie awesome. shop. Um, I have a 14 year old and a 16 year old And honestly, if it wasn't for the men in my life, um, as crazy as our lives are, I would not be able to raise my family the way that I'm able to Mm -hmm. and be able to be in my business like I am. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm a mom. Um, I have 
dogs and cats and I used to have chickens and ducks yes. um, I'm an urban farmer <laughs> everything everything yeah. of the sort yeah 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 so uh, I'm just like you know I'm a traveler adventurer I like to camp by myself I'm just I'm just a weirdo I don't know <laughs> No, like, you're just I like, everything. I like challenging status quo. We'll just say that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So love then you got to be good at pivoting. So yeah, yeah <laughs> you're yeah. already always doing that. I like to call myself um, a professional survivor. So, um, um, like, not to get too like dark or anything, but I actually have a nonprofit organization um, that we created to actually help stop sexual abuse for children. Wow. And so that's where uh, my superpower comes from in being a professional survivor. Like, I'm literally like a survivor from my childhood right so i've just taken like those things that i've learned like through my life and i just keep reapplying them over and over again to different obstacles that happen like go through grief and loss and you know like you know like all the five stages that you go through absolutely and then you accept it and then you just put your big girl pants on and you just move forward and you find a way to survive it and so that's what i do what is the name of that it's called Society of Survivors. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love so, that. Thank you. Yeah. I think I think there's something to um, the fact that our stories, the more we learn and really actually process the pain, that's what equips us to be able to handle anything else. Yeah. So um, n- none of those things are ever in vain. No. By you. anyway. Yeah. And um, I, I love that because you can totally tell that. Um, the story that you had as much as it probably wouldn't have been the one you chose has right. so equipped you to conquer so many other things. Thank you. Um, gosh, wow. What a story. I love that, man. We got to, I mean, we haven't even started this episode yeah. and we're like, we have to have you back for like 18 other episodes. Right. We may not, done. 30 minutes may not be enough. Today. Yeah, no, definitely not. Okay. So on a very quick pivot, okay, cool. uh, let's talk about some just change in general we're going to do a few rapid fire questions we'd love to do these just to get to know each other and open up the conversation before we really get into it so first question i have last time you changed your hair two weeks ago (laughs) for a few times few times (laughs) oh god i'm terrible i think it was like last september or something nice i had like faux locks or whatever oh i love it I'm I'm lame. I never change, like very rarely. And every time I go in to see my girl, she's like, so what are we doing today? And I'm like, literally the same as last time. And I know I saw you like well, 12 weeks that's ago. That's what I need to do. Yes. Consistency, consistency is yeah. key. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Okay. What about the last time you changed your mind? Literally on my way here, it was um, tropical smoothie or Chick-fil-A. And I had to think of who was most efficient even though Chick-fil-A generally is, the line was significantly longer there. Mm. So tropical smoothie. Good call. Good call. Um, Preparing for this. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I was trying to decide which shoes to go with because I wanted to go with some sassy rocker girl boots, Mm. but I opted for the flats with the cheetah pattern. So super important for a podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here's the thing though. The cheetah pattern Great choice because that is for sure a neutral and one that you will see the two of us in way too often. And we have this big cheetah print couch in our office. The UPS guy is like, do you do this on purpose? Like, do you try to blend in? Often. I love animal print. Oh, like, it's a go-to. It's a neutral. I I it's a neutral. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Um, last time I changed my mind was for breakfast because I wanted to just do something like a protein bar, which I did have. But then uh, maybe a few other snacks after that. 
Can't help it. Okay. Um, what about last time you changed your plans? This is the year for that. Uh, yeah, this morning. <laughs> like five minutes ago before I got here. <laughs> Not going to go into detail, but <laughs> definitely had some pivots this morning as well. Yeah. yeah. I feel like major plan for me, it was probably last week. Like I feel like coming up on holidays, there's so many shifts that are happening, especially oh in this gosh. year that you just have to change with. But um, yeah, so I guess probably last week, but I'm sure it, plans changed even for me yesterday. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we like to kind of get into it a little bit with those few funny questions, but we always like to bring it home. So we're going to bring it home to pivoting both personally and professionally and I know Natasha this year was the year of pivot for you in so many ways but first and foremost you moved right yes it was so exciting okay so what made you decide to move from Dallas to Jacksonville okay truthfully to start a pie shop love it that's the whole reason that we moved to Jacksonville um we I was developing a cake it was a botanical cake brand oh (laughs) okay And uh, with my best friend, and unfortunately, it just wasn't working out. Um, And so I came out here to visit, and uh, my aunt would not—she's a tour guide. Okay. She does black heritage tours, okay? Wait, I know your aunt. Yeah, Yoli. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that was your aunt. That's my aunt. Amazing. She would not shut up about how awesome Springfield is, okay? (laughs) Okay. She was like, oh my God, you have to come to Springfield. It's so amazing. They're doing all this revitalization and all these beautiful homes and you can get in and da-da-da. So I come and I visit, and I'm like, she's right. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's a bomb.com. Yeah. So we literally, like, this is how motivated I was. Um, I put my house on the market. Uh, like, I, I visited in March. Okay. Um, my I brought my husband to visit in July, and my house was on the market and sold by, no, 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 sorry, June. My house was sold by July 17th. Wow. And we were moved out and in a truck on July 24th, driving to Kansas for a wedding and then moving to Florida to start our new life for August 1st. So that's how motivated I was. I saw March 2019, how incredible Springfield was. And I read about um, all the amazing things that they're doing for women in Jacksonville and how it's like a really great town for women to start a business. Mm -hmm. And so um, anyway, I knew that it was really important with our brand for us to be able to um, do grassroots marketing and focus on community. And um, I I wanted an area that looked exactly like Springfield because I knew that people that lived there would gravitate towards the brand that I was trying to create, right? Absolutely. So that was already going to be where I was going to be. But the problem was is that my sweet competitor, 1748, actually (laughs) opened up in the exact spot that I moved here to open up in. Oh, my gosh. So... Then I have to do my first pivot because, okay. like, I'm like, oh, there went my spot. Right. So, luckily, Yoli, being who she is, she sends me an article and she's like, hey, look at this amazing article. This woman pivoted. She sold her business. And this was back right before Corona, before anyone knew. This right. was on January the 6th. She sent me an article um, in Jacksonville newspaper, Jacksonville magazine that said, um, Biscuit and Buttercream has sold to Southern Grounds. And what an inspirational story. 
And I didn't look at it the way my aunt did. I looked at it like, oh, heck yes, this is about to be a space that's going to be available because she sold her business. So I called her. Like, I was like, hi, congratulations, you sold your business. Can I have your space? And she was (laughs) like, are you psychic? I was literally about to go onto Instagram and start looking for people. Ah, And I I was like, I do have a superpower. So one of I, many. Yes, right. So I go and I meet with her. Um, I think the very next day she sent me photos like while we were talking. Oh and wow. the, the craziest thing, because my whole life I've loved the secret garden, the story. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if you ever come to our spot, you know, there's a courtyard and it's yeah. kind of like the secret garden. So when she sent me the first photo, I was like, oh, who cares about Main Street? I've got my secret garden. So, you know, even though I didn't get what I wanted, like there was something better that was waiting for me, you know. And so we went, we tore. We saw the space. It was perfect. We got in. We got our space. And so. Gosh. Yeah. Isn't that so true? (laughs) That it's the same thing with um, cake decorating not being the thing. Yeah. And then it turned into your exact right place. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So moving to a new state and opening a business <laughs> yeah. and then a pandemic happens. Mm-hmm. That was scary. How did you adapt and learn to change directions <laughs> so quickly? I cried a lot. Yeah. I spent a lot of time isolated. Yeah. And I just had like a lot of conversations with source and I was like, can you please tell me what to do right now? Because everything that I'm planning keeps falling apart and it's just not working. And source was just like, girl, you'll be okay. Just stop. Just stop crying about it for a minute and just go talk to people. And so that's what I did. I really just like started like calling friends and family. And I was like, tell me some funny things. Like, tell me some funny names. And so um, people just started like, I would ask him like, you know, like, uh, what was it? Jeepers Creepers. That's how I started. I started trying to like focus on um, names of the pies and stuff. And so that's what kind of got me out of the depression and reminded me that I came here to start something. Because when I initially came here, like we started going through our savings like crazy. Like I had a plan. My plan was sell your home, use the money from that home to invest in a business, and then use that money to invest in buying another home. But things don't work out that way. So I started Ubering, okay? I'm like, I need money, but I need a flexible schedule, and I need to develop recipes, and I need to pay rent. So I started Ubering, and through me Ubering, I met the old owner of Biscotti's. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, wow, wow, she was, wow. you know, and I just said, oh, I'm going to open this pie shop. And nobody ever believed me, all these people. And a lot of the people that I said, I'm opening a pie shop, they started following my page, right? right. And now they've actually come back to the pie shop. And they're like, we remember when you were Ubering. That's and amazing. So, yeah, so I just constantly, like, every time something bad would happen, I would just, okay, I got to get to the money. That's all I care about is how do I get to the money? Because I got a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old and cats and dogs yeah, <laughs> and, all of the above. and a needy, good-looking husband. So, <laughs> so I just, you know, you just keep on, you know, you just get isolated and just get with yourself and go back to, okay, like, what are the things I'm really good at? I'm really good at, like, baking and I'm good at talking to people. So I'm just going to drive around and talk to people and get good tips so that I can pay my bills and then I'm going to go and bake when I have time to bake. Right. That's what I did. So what percentage of pie names did you come up with during quarantine? The funny thing is, none of them. Really? Everything we threw out. Ah! 
we threw the whole thing out. Can you started, tell us a few? Okay, some of the old names. Yeah. Yes. Like Jeepers Creepers or um, what was it? Oh, we even for a minute thought, wait, should we make it a pie shop where all the names are named after uh, like important black women? Like right. like the Michelle Obama or the Oprah. And then we had, you know, where we my grandma was like, this name is ridiculous. One time we wanted to call name it Bonafide Pies. And so we tried to come up with all these different names that had to deal with had to express that something was good and and you know it was it was guaranteed to be great and so <laughs> you know just like the, us that. like focusing on something positive yep. for the community and like focusing on something that would make other people happy was really like what kept me like going got me out of the depression and you know, and I just kept telling my husband over and over again. He's like, "Are you sure?" Like he's like, "We're running out of money. This is getting crazy." And I just kept saying, "Remember what they said in Field of Dreams." Yes, if, <laughs> if you, you build, build it, it they, they will, will come. come. And now he says it to me. Like he's like, "You were so right." So oh, I love that. I mean, because it's all about the community. That's everything we did. Was everything is all geared towards right the community? Yeah, I think that's a good word to like trust the process because none of that is what you imagined would be part of the process. Right. And even if you did throw things out, you had to get through some of those ideas to get to where you are yeah. now. Yeah. You just yeah. have to be alone and just be like, just listen. <laughs> so what were the practical ways in which you had to pivot once your business is open? My husband had to quit his job. Mm. Yeah, that because um, I did not expect to be successful right off the bat. Like I thought like, again, I had a plan and the plan was like, OK, girl, you're going to be slanging pies. You can get like 20 pies a week <laughs> and by yourself mm -hmm. and you'll be real good. And your husband won't stress you about money. And then when it got to where I was doing like 20 pies a day and I was like, oh, my God, I have to sleep up here. Like, right. I need you to quit your job. And he like had to like trust me to quit the job. So that like we he had to quit his job That's to come huge. up there. Yeah. So um, just trusting to do that. And um and I, mean, I feel like that so speaks to that community piece you were talking about, because I feel like even before you were officially opened, there were so many people that had the buzz about the fact that you were <laughs> that you were coming and what was all like to come for yeah. mixed feelings. Like, I feel like even people on our team talked about you as a person first and yeah. that they had Aww. such a confidence and vision that the product you were going to make had to be that it great. Was, yeah, <laughs> it was bound to be. There was yeah. no other option. Yeah. Well, I felt like I had, like, the weight of the world on my shoulders because I had gone through all of our money. Like, we sold our house, and we made a very nice profit. And then I went through it all, you know, like, right. with this dream. And it's like, <laughs> you have to make this happen. But um, to get back to your question, that was not really a practical way. That was very impractical for him to quit right. his job. But, um the most practical thing that we had done was um, offering people the um, ability to have curbside pickup. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and knowing that our superpower was that we didn't have all the overhead of staff and tables that needed to be filled and all that stuff, like really focusing on the fact that it's just a to-go thing. Just let it be right. to-go. Just keeping it simple. That yeah. was the, the most practical thing we could do. It's been interesting, I think, um, I think restaurants are one of the biggest 
places where pivoting has been so necessary to survive. And they feel like the most creative industry right now because they had a distinct business plan that they can no longer follow. But what's interesting is you opening almost in the same time you could shift even how you wanted to open or how you were offering it. I was actually fortunate enough to where um, this was my plan all along to be um, a service model that was pickup window only. Like it had always been my dream, first of all, to have a Mr. Ed Dutch door. So, and in Dallas, I had a very successful meal delivery business. And so I learned with that business that if you offer... um, um, like a very good product to people and a, at a very affordable price and in a convenient way, yes. then they don't need somewhere to sit down. They they don't mind being at home eating mm. your delicious food in front of Netflix. Or in know? the car. Or in the car because we have people that have parking lot picnics all the time. That's me. I yeah. Love- <laughs> So, yeah, so we knew when we started the business, we when we saw the space, we said, okay, well, there's nowhere for people to sit. And this was, again, right before COVID-19 hit. So our service model was like, okay, perfect. People can just come and pick it up and take it to go because there's a taco spot right up the street. So the people are already trained to know. People go to food trucks now. Right. People are trained. They yes. know how to use a pickup window. So right. it wasn't any work on our part having to, you know, train the customer to say, oh, well, this is the way our business business is and because we started it like that again it was easier gosh yeah yeah so well (laughs) kind of shifting a little bit more personally yeah how do you lead your family when it comes to so many changes oh gosh um (laughs) my kids are my kids have seen me go through so many things. I just got out of culinary school uh, 10 years ago. So and my okay. kids are 16 and 14. So they 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 know that their mom is like a warrior. All I do is just take on different challenges and different battles. Mm-hmm. And um, the way that I lead them is just knowing is is like teaching them that uh, we're a family unit. We're a strong foundation like like what your your strong suits are might be my weaknesses and my weaknesses might be your strong suits and we all play off of that in our family and so that's honestly how I lead my family I'm like you know I know that I can't do everything and so I see what my husband is good at or what my son Lucas he can do he's really good at designing graphics and um, Blake he's really really funny and so and he's very honest and so like if I come up with a name like he'll let me know whether it's a go or or, or no go, you know. Yes. He's like, "Mom, that you're being a boomer." I think he calls me or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, Ooh. yeah." So he's like, "Yeah." So I know, don't do that. Right. So anyway, but you know, I just I let a lot of times like they we play off of each other. It's a symbiotic relationship. So I don't know. Do they help in the shop? Yes. Yeah. They, yeah, they do. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Blake, I do believe my youngest one is going to be a chef. Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever since he was little, he's always been in the kitchen playing around and and he's the he eats sushi and he'll eat anything like he's like he's so weird. He was eight and would eat salad and stuff. And everybody <laughs> just thought he was just so strange. So I just love him. So. Just has a taste for everything already. Yeah, oh, so I love special. that. He's got a very special palate. So, oh. <laughs> well, more power to him. Yeah, if, right. if he comes from you, there's got to be delicious I'm, stuff coming. Hey, I, I love his cooking. So, <laughs> oh, that's so good to know. <laughs> So what do you think was the greatest thing you learned as a leader with so many changes this year? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I feel like 
don't throw away any of your gifts. Like mm. every experience we go through has is like filled with so much, like so many gifts and so many jewels and so many times um, we're in this rat race of life, like trying to get to the other side. And I was just having a conversation with one of my staff members about this the other day. Um, like, cause like you see on social media, uh, these influencers have this amazing, great life. And so like, this is not, this is not real. That's, you know, and everybody wants to get to that point. And while we're like racing to get to that point, we don't see the beauty and the struggle that we're going through and all the lessons that we're learning and all the knowledge that we're gaining. Mm-hmm. And so to me, like that's that's what it's all. It's it's the knowledge, the education, and then like being able to take that thing and then share it with the people on my team and watch them grow and seeing the things that they're able to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's very, it's, I feel like empowerment is, comes from that, that's, right? Like yeah, that's my number one. You're using your strengths and, and not necessarily like instilling them in other people, but other people are watching and listening and taking pieces of it and then applying to their own lives. And I think that there's something incredibly powerful about that. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. So what would be your biggest advice mm. on how to pivot well? <laughs> Mm, oh my gosh. Wow. That's a very good question. First, well, the, the first thing that came to mind, like it doesn't even make any sense, but like the first thing that came to mind was um, just focus on like healing your, like just healing yourself. If you can heal yourself, whatever, whatever um, struggles you, you have in life that, that are stopping you from thinking you can do more, you need to heal yourself from those things. And then, and then that answers the question. Mm. (laughs) That's what I was feeling like. I don't know. Yeah. I agree with that completely. I don't know. Well, we need to tell people Mm -hmm. to number one, come visit your shop. Period. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're local to Jacksonville, mixed feelings, pie shop, walk up to the window she always has it decorated beautifully and so has cute. such fun staff members and stuff that greet you. So tell them where it is. 2251 Oak Street. We are in the rear of the building. Just ring the bell and somebody will pop up. Yeah, you'll love it. And then definitely make sure to follow them on Instagram at Mixed Feelings Pie Shop. Yep. That's and awesome. they their content is amazing. It's so, about to get better. Oh, uh, yeah. I believe that 100%. You get to see all the seasonal pies that they're releasing. You're going to want to check that out. And then say the name one more time of your nonprofit so people can also check that out. Society of Survivors. I love that. Thank you. Okay. So we will make sure to pass all of that along. Million dollar question before we get to the root of it all. Oh, yes. What is your favorite pie? That's so true. Uh, Okay, well, it changes. Right now, right now. Today, (laughs) it's the Yippie Pie It's the toasted pecan with the brown butter. It's amazing. I haven't had it yet. It's so good. Yeah? Yeah, and like all kinds of people. We've converted so many people who don't like pecan pie, and they keep coming back, and they're like, oh, my God, this thing is its insane how good it is. Yeah. To know. yeah, I love that. My favorite pie today. And that's what I need to get on a rotation <laughs> uh-huh. where I can have a favorite pie of the exact yeah. day. <laughs> For the summer, it was, well, it, it went back and forth between the head honcho and the blue dahlia. Because there is something mm. about that blueberry with the chamomile that just does something to me. Oh my god! Yeah. I know. I took it off for a little while. I'm taking it off. It's off. The head oh, honcho. Oh, it's off right mm-hmm. now? Just for a little while. Okay. Just for a little while. I know everyone on the other side of this is just like drooling, <laughs> thinking about all these different pies. So no, good. that just means people have to run to your shop. Yes. yes. Please. We do walk up slices now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Oh yeah. That's the plan for me actually this week. (laughs) I can't wait to see you. Yes. (laughs) So to get to the root of it all, the top three things that we think you can really learn from this episode. Number one, really leverage others. There are people that amidst a lot of changes, you can trust their strengths and know that they are going to hold you up. Number two, that there's always learning in the process and there can be beauty from the ashes. Just when you think that something is not going right or well, it could actually be heading you in the better direction. And then number three, get alone and do not throw away your gifts. Remember what it is you're good at and kind of define those for yourself to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Natasha, thank you thank so you. much for everything. You're amazing. And this You're bag welcome. of pie that we get to take oh, home. Yes, really I don't enjoy. think you got to see that. I didn't yet. see that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A bag. A piece. It's so amazing. amazing. And there's some free slice stickers or oh. cards. Love it. Because she's love the best. It, love it. Enjoy. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to this Thanks, episode. Ladies. And thank you so much for being here, Natasha. Anytime, anytime. If you are more of a visual person, you can also find this video on YouTube. And Natasha is emotive and expressive. So you are definitely <laughs> going to watch. want to watch that as well. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Let's Get Real Estate podcast. We'd love to have you. And share this episode with people who you know are going through a pivot in life, a transition, maybe opening a business. I think they'll learn a lot from Natasha. And then tune in two weeks from today. You will find us in your favorite podcast app on Wednesday for our next episode. Thanks so much for joining us.